0: What's going on, on my podcast, listeners? See Jizzle and the fucking Whizzle, bringing you another episode. So, pretty interesting, pretty interesting tonight. Tonight, what we are drinking on is a little double shot of Palmasan and some PBR. Plugged. that's not going to work <clears throat> so speaking of work <laughs> I went to work today and I got a ride home from a co-worker and long story short he's 17 years old he just had a kid, whatnot. I consider him to be eighteen. Age is just a number. But he's definitely not twenty-one. So anywho. Me and him are really close. We work together a lot. We we help each other out a lot. And so I kinda of see him as a brotherly figure. And so I'll buy him alcohol here and there. Um you know, when it happens you know, sometimes I don't buy him alcohol, but when it happens it's just random. And I don't buy him a shitload and You know, just enough to have a good night, like maybe a six pack of beer or something. Nothing wrong with that. I was drinking beer whenever I was fourteen years old, so here and there. Smoking cigarettes is probably (coughs) a lot worse in my opinion. But Anywho (coughs) So we get done after work, and he's like, Well, first, he's like offering to give me a ride home. He's like, If you give me, if I give you a ride home, will you do this for me? I'm like, Yeah. So I could have easily said no. Um, so we go down to this one liquor store and called Benny's. And the fuck? These fucking notifications. Nike trying to tell me some shit. Anywho, so we go down to Benny's and it looked dead as fuck. Everywhere in that shopping outlet kind of looked dead. And he was like, they look like they're closed. And so I got online and sure enough, they close at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock! It's like, that's fucking crazy. A liquor store that closes at 9? What the fuck is that, you know? So we leave there. We go down to this one other liquor store that I usually like to go to. And he's like, why didn't we do that to begin with? So, I go in there, I get the shit, I come back out. I got me some shit to drink, of course. So, <laughs> we take off from there, and we're going home, like we usually do, and he's like, I need to pick up one more thing, we're going to have to stop somewhere and pick up one more thing, and he said, I'm going to go up here to this cop shop, which he's talking about Casey's, I know none of you know where the fuck it's at, you don't even live here, but, He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go right up here to this cop stop. And I looked in this fucking side view mirror. <laughs> and I can't make this shit up, guys. Like this is this is pure entertainment. So just listen. You gotta take a shot first. <clears throat> so Hold on a minute. So as soon as he says the word cop stop, referring to the gas station, he I looked in the in the side view mirror on the passenger side. (laughs) And there's a fucking cop behind us. And now mind you, we both smoke weed, so we both have some weed on us. Some pieces to smoke out of. And we've got liquor in the car. It's not opened or anything, but Aiden is very, very paranoid. So I understand him being young and everything. And I'm still kind of paranoid too. So as soon as I looked in the rearview mirror and he said that. I thought to myself, yeah, we're going to get pulled over. And then the cop fucking, he got over in the left lane. The cop got right behind him. And as soon as he did that and he got right up on his ass, I said, yeah, we're definitely going to get pulled over. So, as soon as I said that, he flipped his lights on. And Aiden fucking loses it. He starts going bananas. He starts worrying about shit and he's fucking paranoid about shit that doesn't even exist and he's like trying to hand me all of his shit in his pockets (laughs) he's like here take this grinder take this this uh hitter right here (laughs) because he's 17 years old and if he gets in trouble and they go knocking on his mom's door He has to stay over there, long story short. Because, it's a long story, but. So. As he's handing me this shit. He's like, moving the wheel and shit, like, taking his sweet time around the corner and like, swerving and shit. And I'm like, dude, just pull into the fucking gas station. You know. You can hand me that shit as soon as you pull into the gas station and park. And he's sitting there fumbling for it still, like digging in his pockets and moving around and swerving again. And I'm like, dude. The more you go digging for shit, and the more you go swerving and shit instead of just pulling in, it just makes you look suspicious. Just pull in. So, like I said, he handed me his... his, A baggie that he had in his pocket with uh, what he was keeping his weed in. He handed me his grinder and all that. And I shoved it in my book bag. Because I'm of age. And, you know, um, I knew that they weren't going to really do anything about it at the end of the day. So, and sure enough, you know, we kept it honest with them. Um, They asked for our IDs. I gave them my ID. Now, usually I wouldn't do that. Usually I'm not so cooperative. But I'm like, I'm just trying to fucking get home. You know, just give them your ID. You know. And then they asked what we were doing. I told them we're coming from work. Just give me a ride home. And he's like, is that your bike in the back? I'm like, yeah, that's my bike in the back. And... So then he asked whose car it was and then I was like well it's his car you know well come to find out it's his mom's car because he's still 17 I mean still in her name technically but um so I told him before before the cops even pulled us out before we even rolled down the windows I said just stay calm All we're doing is going home. You know, don't sit here getting all paranoid and get all suspicious on them because then that just looks weird. We're just going home. We're just two people that got off work and we're going home. There's nothing weird or suspicious about that, you know. Stop psyching yourself up. And he's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And so when we rolled down the window, I said, if he asked where we came from, then you tell him. Tell them we just came from the liquor store, I went in there, I got some shit for myself. And, we're just going home. So, like I said, we rolled down the windows, I said, you know, I, I was the first one to talk to the officers. But, um, they, they basically, after they got our IDs and everything, they were like, well, do you have a problem with us searching the car? And he's like, no, I, I, I guess not, you know. And so it kind of, at first he said, he kind of hesitated. And I was like, oh, that looks really bad. Because if you even hesitate, it looks suspicious. So, like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to search the car, blah, blah, blah. And I knew deep down, I was like, we don't have nothing to worry about. And so they said, do you guys have anything illegal in the car that we need to know about? And I said, no. There's nothing illegal in the car. And I didn't lie. I didn't lie about it. Because technically weed is legal. So just because we had some weed that wasn't in child proof containers. You know. So. uh, I didn't even tell them that I had any weed until. A little bit later, I was like, whenever he was getting ready to pat me down. Because I knew he was going to find the hitter. He was going to find the the weed. He was going to find the torch, all that shit. And sure enough, the first thing he pulled out of my pocket was a hitter. He was like, oh, we got a hitter? I was like, yeah, yeah, I got some weed on me too. And he said, well, we're not fucking out here worried about weed, so... This is all you guys got. You'll be good to go. And I said, yes, that's all we got. And so he was like, you don't mind if I search you, like I said. So he went through all my pockets. I mean, everything. Everything. He was, there were, I had these pair of boots on. They were kind of like army boots. I had my pants tucked in them. And I'm surprised he didn't just rip my pant legs out of the top of them. He was feeling on them, he was squeezing them. And I'm like, dude, it's a fucking pair of boots, you know what I'm saying? Like, jeez. I mean, I guess I could have a little small Derringer in there or something, but... That's basically, I think, what they were looking for was... They were looking for weapons. They were looking for heavy drugs like heroin. Cocaine. And... So after he patted me down and didn't find anything, the the funny thing was, he pulled this, he pulled this fucking, uh, this case out of my, out of my coat pocket. I got this little jacket pocket and on the inside it's got this little, little, little tiny fucking square case. And on the inside of that square case it has my, I have SD cards that I put in there. So I don't lose them. Because I don't want to lose SD cards that have pictures on them, that have music on them. People's got my identity on there. It's, you know, I just don't want to lose them. So I keep them in my jacket. And he gets searching through some shit. And then he hits that pocket. And like I said, I've already told him about how I have weed and I was honest with him from, from the get-go. And then whenever he comes across this little square, clear plastic case, he's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> what's this? You know, like it was a, some pills or something. I think that's what he thought it was at first. And it just, it just made me just chuckle to death. It just tickled me. Because, you know, it's just an SD card, man. It's really nothing serious. So then I told him, it's an SD card. And he said, it's a what? And I said, it's an SD card. And he was still confused. And I said, it goes in my phone. And he's like, oh. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, if you think that that's a fucking pill, you're crazy. Fucking crazy. So, like I said, they searched me, they searched him, they didn't find anything except for the liquor that we had in the car. And I was expecting for one of them to say something about it. Like, hey, what are you guys out doing, some drinking tonight? But they knew that I was of age. They knew that they couldn't prove whose it was. And they knew that all its seals were still everything was still sealed it wasn't open so but at at the end of the day whenever he actually dropped me off at my house we were smoking we were talking and I said aren't you glad that I came along with you aren't you glad that you gave me that ride home because if you would have if you would have gotten pulled over alone you would have fucking panicked you would have gotten so nervous that you would have just he was already white as a ghost so but not only that I said you wouldn't have had anywhere to put your shit your grinder your your hitter your weed you wouldn't have been able to just shove that in my book bag if I wasn't there with you you know and he said yeah you're kind of like a good luck charm anytime I want to get away with something from the law I just need to hang around you <laughs> I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but I think from some of the things that I told him that I've talked about, about dealing with different court proceedings and different, you know, how to talk to cops and how not to talk to cops, I think he kind of feels safer being around me than just be alone. If that makes any sense. yeah I was (laughs) I was really at first I was kind of worried because I thought well I might have a warrant or something that's outstanding and um, you know I said uh, I sat there and I said well it's a possibility but the chances of that of me having an outstanding ticket or something is slim to none. So I was like, eh, it is what it is. If they come back with a warrant and want to put me in jail, fine. But he came back and said everything was cleared. And so now I know I don't have any anything holding me back from getting a license. I'm pretty sure. But the address that I have on my license isn't the address that I'm living at. But it made my story look better whenever he asked what we were doing. I said, Oh, he just gave me a ride home. And my co worker says, Yeah, it's getting cold outside, and I just figured I'd give him a ride home. And the address that was on my license is even further than where I'm staying now. It's a good, oh, I don't know, it's a good 20 to 30 minutes from my house to work. And then it's about another. 20 or 30 minutes to get to that address so it's about an hour bike ride and that's long I mean if I had to walk that distance it would take way too long it would take two hours so they are like oh okay you're just getting a ride home which I was but it just looked even better so I told him, I said, <clears throat> me, him, and the cop were sitting out in front of the car, and we were talking. And my coworker, of course, opens his fat mouth, and he's like, yeah, I just get worried sometimes for no reason. You know, I see a lot of this shit on TV and whatnot, and the cop was like, hey, man, we're not all bad. We're just out here doing our jobs pretty much. And I felt that. I really did. I felt that. And I'm glad that they're out here searching for guns and searching for drugs. Especially nowadays. And um, any little reason that they have to pull you over, they're going to fucking use it. Tonight it was, he forgot to turn his headlights on. So, he forgot to turn his headlights on and then that all snowballed from that. So if you are out there and you're driving on a suspended license or anything else... Make sure your fucking brake lights work. Make sure you turn your headlights on. Don't give them a reason to pull you over. I kind of felt like I was in a dream or some shit. It's like, are we really getting pulled over right now? Yes, we are. And so, like I said, when we were talking to that cop out in front of his car. And my friend was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so nervous, and blah, blah. I told him, I kind of cut him off, and I told him, there's nothing to be nervous about when we're just trying to go home. And the cop was standing there, and he heard it, and he was like, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. If you guys don't have anything to worry about, then, you know. There's nothing to worry about. (laughs) It's going to be a very, very cold week this week. I've heard some people say Thursday. I've heard some people say up until Monday. I don't know but what I do see on the Weather Channel is not so scary. I was seeing that where I live there were supposed to be wind chills of like negative 30, negative 40 because this big air mass that's supposed to come down from Siberia and go across Canada and then come down into the Great Lakes area and I was scared shitless I even heard somebody say it's going to get up to almost negative 50 degrees it's like negative 47 degrees and I was like holy shit if that happens all those fucking all that livestock deer buffalo elk or you know they're going to freeze to death More than likely. I mean, I know in the past I've seen videos where fucking deer has been frozen solid with snot that's been icicles that are all the way down to the ground. And it was frozen there, and then once somebody actually walked up to it, it took off running. So it happens. But... I think it's going to be pretty fucking crazy. I know, you know, negative 5 degrees is fucking terrible. And that's just, I think, where I'm messing up at is, yeah, it's only negative 5 degrees. But that's the real temperature. I'm not figuring in the wind chills. So if the wind's blowing 20, 30 miles an hour or more, it could definitely be negative 30 degree wind chills. So, I told my coworker, I said, I'm not fucking going to work that day. <clears throat> and he said, well, I'll give you a ride. And I said, good, because I wasn't going to fucking ride my bike in that shit. After about negative 10 degrees, negative 10, negative 20, after about 30 minutes, especially if you don't use two layers you're going to end up getting frostbite and I've got these shitty fucking gloves that are dollar general gloves that are just knitted gloves they're not nothing but I double them up and that's not going to be a match for that kind of temperature you you know I haven't seen negative temperatures this year at all not yet but I have been in like 20 degree temperatures, maybe 18, and those gloves are kind of like, eh, not really effective at that point, so if it was twice as cold as that, I'd be fucked. I would have frostbite, and I live at least about 30 minutes from from work, so... you don't know what it's like unless you've done it and if you're riding in that kind of temperature especially with no face mask or anything you can get frostbite on your nose your fucking eyelids your lips like anything and you gotta think about you know people's beards like mine getting frozen eyelids get frozen shut your snot fucking dripping, it gets frozen and it's pretty crazy especially if you're riding a bike in it a lot of these people nowadays, they can just get in their fucking they can use their remote starter and let it warm up for 20 or 30 minutes get in their car with nice fucking heated seats they don't know what it's like. It's fucking terrible. <clears throat> so, everybody that always says, It's cold outside. Oh, it's cold outside. Uh, uh, uh. And I look at him and I say, at least you fucking got heated seats. At least you get to fucking drive your ass home in a warm car with heat. And it only takes you probably ten minutes to get there. You don't have to pedal or be out of breath after a long day. You just go and sit your fat ass in your car and drive home. I wish I had it like that. You know, but my coworker was trying to talk me into it today he's like you should just get a car just get a car something that's like a thousand two thousand dollars and I'm like dude it's not worth paying the insurance on it paying the gas paying for if something goes wrong with it you know to plate it and all that shit it's not worth it he's like well of course it's worth it and I'm like no 100 bucks a month, or maybe, maybe I can get lucky and find it somewhere a little bit less. It's crazy. And then you got gas. I'm going to lowball it here, but I'm going to say maybe 150 bucks a month in gas, at least. And so you've got $250 going right there. That's $250 that I don't have right now. And if that was the case, not just this month, but many months before that, I would not only be without Christmas this year, but many other months I would have been without weed, cigarettes, groceries. <clears throat> so I try to keep it, I try to keep my spending to a certain level. And like I was explaining before in other podcasts, when you make X amount of dollars and let's say you make, I don't know, $650 every two weeks. Maybe you make more, maybe you make less. But let's just say that. <clears> hmm. <throat> So, six hundred and fifty dollars is what I pay for rent. So that's half of what I make in a whole month. Half of everything that I work for goes towards this stupid fucking apartment. It's not mine. I just stay here, and a lot of times I don't even stay here because I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So half my money's gone right off the bat and then you gotta figure two hundred dollars at least a month in groceries probably about two hundred or maybe a little bit more in weed because you know I can make I can make a quarter of weed last me for two weeks but. Pretty much, if I want to smoke comfortably and not be stressed, I need a whole 14 grams, which is a half of an ounce. Mm. I always hate drinking liquor out of a plastic bottle fucking terrible, it's terrible, I know, you know, you get what you pay for, but if anybody drinks liquor out of a plastic bottle, you are a fucking nasty bastard, so I guess I'm fucking nasty bastard tonight, because it's fucking gross, man just just go to the gas station one night and get you a little airplane shop bottle that's plastic of some whiskey or some brandy or go to your liquor store and do it, I don't know and then get you a little small half pint or something that's in a glass bottle of the same kind and you're going to be able to tell the difference Believe me. You could just taste the fucking sorrow and sadness in a plastic bottle. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. But hey. I had some money on my, on my debit card. I could have spent a little bit more. Use my card but I had like a certain amount of cash on me and I'm like fuck it I don't want to have to use my card so I'm glad that I didn't because I think it was like $44 or something that I had on my debit card and I used that tonight to get some door dashing so I ended up ordering Wendy's tonight and. I have mixed emotions about Wendy's. I think it's really just the location that you go to. (coughs) But I'd rather eat Wendy's, I think, than McDonald's. And there's some things at Wendy's that are fucking good. But Wendy's is like Burger King. And when I say that, I mean... You can go to Burger King. You can get a Whopper Jr. for three fifty, or you can go to Wendy's. You can get a double stacker for three fifty, pretty much. But they've also got their higher end shit. Like Burger King has their Whopper, and Wendy's has their. Famous Dave's Triple, or, you know, Baconator, or whatever. But when it comes down to it, Wendy's is smacking a lot of people right out of the water. Like, and the only reason why I say that is because, like I said, I can get three, four fucking double stackers and a ten piece of spicy nuggets and I'm, I'm pretty set for the for the time being. And I know it's a lot cheaper if I would have done it in person. But it was 1 o'clock in the morning at the time. And they closed at 1.30. Like, everybody was closing at 1.30. And I'm like, I better fucking order from somewhere. And the only choices was Wendy's. Um... You know, they had, like, Hardee's, McDonald's, of course. But I'm like, yeah, let's order from Wendy's. And, you know, I hate to say this, but... Even though it's so basic, Wendy's Frosties are smacking everybody out of the water. Again. Seriously, like... You go to McDonald's, you get a chocolate shake, it's poop. It's fucking poop. It's garbage. (laughs) You go to Burger King, get a chocolate shake, it's garbage. It's garbage. I don't know what it is. I don't I know it's all just fucking frozen sugar, pretty much. I don't know if they put crack in their fucking frosties (laughs) at Wendy's something about it just tastes a whole lot better and I've had frozen custard from uh, Culver's as well it's been a little while but that's about the only thing that's better than a Frosty in my opinion I like going to Dairy Queen every once in a while Dairy Queen's good I like their burgers, I like their dilly bars, I like their ice cream, so, the good thing is I can get two double cheeseburgers from there, from Dairy Queen, a butterscotch dilly bar, and some cheese curds, and that's, that's a fucking day in heaven right there, that's perfect for me, I mean, Cheese curds are expensive anywhere you go, but I haven't had them in so long. I wish there was somewhere that sold cheese curds that weren't so fucking expensive and it's not hard to make. makes me think about this place called Creckels here in town and they sell cheeseburgers and shakes and fries and it's kind of like that old-fashioned you know feel. That's what I want but they are way 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 overpriced. Way overpriced. I mean for what you're paying for one burger and fries and a shake, you can go to the fucking store, make your own cheeseburgers on the grill, buy a fucking thing of ice cream, and maybe get you a thing of fries for about the same price that you're going to pay, that's crazy, that's fucking crazy, I don't care, you know, a lot of people say it's the convenience because it's fast food, it's convenient, that's why they tack that, that price on there like that, and I said, that's fucking crazy, there's no way that a cheeseburger costs fucking nine dollars to make, that's just fucking, that's just, that's greed, that's people that want to see how much money they can make off of one cheeseburger. Knowing, damn good and well that that burger probably cost three or four dollars to make, and you know with the smaller cheeseburgers like, like McDonald's, McChicken's, or even like a single cheeseburger from a lot of places, that shit probably cost fucking seventy-five cents to make, and they're charging you two something. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, things are going up in price. Food is going up in price, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. It's just corporate greed is going up. Because if they can, if they can charge you something that costs 75 cents and make $2.29 off of it, that's more money in their pocket. And then they can just tell you that Oh, yeah. Prices of things are going up. They can sit there and lie to you. That's the way that corporate America works. They lie. There is no way right now. (laughs) There is no way in America that there should be... It should cost $4.00 For a thing of eggs. There's no reason. There's plenty of fucking chicken farmers out there. There's plenty of, you know, in different states. It's not just like there's one chicken farm in the whole United States. And that's all they do, is sell chicken eggs. So you would think. With all these overabundance of chicken eggs that they would want to get rid of them. Because they're going to make money off of them. Right? So what's going to happen is... I can see the chicken industry falling flat on its face. What's going to happen is... People aren't going to keep paying $4 for a carton of eggs. No matter what. And... So, it's going to be up to the farmers again to kind of swallow the loss. If they want to call it a loss. But a lot of times it's just great. So, but um, it's going to go back to the days where, okay, you don't want to pay $4 for a carton of eggs. How about two fifty? And that's, it's going to, prices are going to start going down. Because... Like I said, you got all these eggs. What the fuck are you going to do with them? If nobody's buying them, they're just rotting. So you're wasting the labor and the manpower to produce these eggs, to wash them, to package them and all that shit, for them to just rot. So you're going to have all these companies that are going to be like, okay, well, let's make a deal. We're not going to charge you $4, but we'll charge you Three, and everything in America is going to go back to that eventually people are going to have to start taking a loss and it's not up to the consumers to take the, take the brunt force of the law sometimes it is up to the farmers and the people that <clears throat> that are doing the logistics or whatever That's exactly what's going to happen, and the same thing with cheese, and the same thing with meat. It's it, eventually it's going to come to a head, because again, these meat companies are not going to go out and slaughter all this meat. Like I said, they have to go out, and they have to get the pig or the cow off the fucking field. They got to put it in a trailer. They got to take it to the slaughterhouse they got to process it. They have to keep it cold and shit until they can ship it out somewhere. It's a lot of different steps. Just for something to be wasted that nobody's going to buy. And it's all about supply and demand. So people are going to start, like I said, the demand is still going to be high. But people are going to be saying, we're not going to buy it. You said that fucking ham cost $50. Yeah, we're not going to buy that. Don't know what to tell you. I was just reading an article about a bunch of different companies that used to be owned by the United States. And they've gotten bought out by other countries. Smithfield is owned by China. It's bought out by China. It's pretty fucking crazy. Good thing I don't eat Smithfield hams. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck they're doing to them. I've always been a Kreshmar kind of guy. Even with Kreshmar, I mean I don't really I don't really eat Creshmore either, but it's always been a name in the household. I can't tell you how many people in this country have sold out to China. You know, a lot of these deals are like 2.5 billion dollars, 388 billion dollars, major fucking big, big ticket prices. Um, You know, there's... there's, Lever, I do believe it is. Not Johnson & Johnson, but Lever, I think, is stationed out of Germany. And they bought a few different things. Alka-Seltzer was one of them. I think Bear, Bear in general was bought out. I don't know. Anywho. IBM... Owned by a Chinese. Um, uh, the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, that's downtown New York, is owned by a Chinese. There's so many different companies now that are owned by foreign people here in America. And America used to be a country that was everything was built here in America. There were jobs everywhere. Building skyscrapers and shit. It was part of the industrial age. And all that shit just died off. And then all these companies. Instead of doing it the right way. They're like well. we can We can get it done for half the price. We can get it done for half the price. And just have China do it. Or you know. They own something for 20, 40 years whatever. They get old. And they're like, well, I don't feel like dealing with it, so I'm just going to sell it for $70 million. And then, that's one more Chinese company that's working here in America. That's the crazy part. It should be to where there should be no Chinese companies allowed here in America. Period. Think about it. You know how many American companies are over in China not very many because not very many American people move to China just to open up a business so it seems like you got plenty of fucking places over there to open up your business to make money and deal with the Chinese market why would you need to come overseas to America And the only uh, explanation that I have is that they want to own as much of America as they fucking can. Not just with real estate, but with property. They have to say so on what they can do, what they can't do. Because they own that fucking, they own that company. It's the same thing with Africa. When Africa was dying for money... China came in and said, "We'll build you an airport for like five million, but we want 15 million back. Or you need a new rail station. We'll put that in for like two million, but we want ten million back. And they do that all the time. and if you can't pay them within certain five years, ten years, whatever, they come and take that shit. places that are weak you know like Africa has no military it's easy it's easy for them to come and take over shit that would never happen in America but plenty of places like Madagascar Zimbabwe fucking all over in Africa in the next 20 years it's gonna be so crazy You know, (laughs) these past 20 years have gotten worse, way worse. And you gotta think, 20 years before that, things were fucking golden in the 70s. 60s, 70s, 80s were fucking golden. People living the American dream, traveling like nomads, gypsies and shit without a care in the world. And then you get to this day and age, and it's kind of the same thing. People are going back to living out of vans, traveling the world, trying to live just with whatever means that they can. But it's different. It's different. I know. People in my generation and and newer. they're going to be searching for something that doesn't fucking exist. They're going to be searching for the American dream. And like I said, a lot of people thought the American dream was to have your own house, go to college, have some kids, and live happily ever after. That's not what it is. The American dream is to be able to just make enough money to kind of scoot by and kind of you know the american dream is to see as much shit as you can living off the land it's crazy of people will ask you, you know, on, do you think you can make it with living van life? And it's really, really simple. It's really easy. Van life is just basically a fucking... Little mini apartment on wheels pretty much and when I was growing up I, I stayed in a little small bedroom anyways that was probably fucking ten foot by ten foot like a jail cell I had enough room for a bed a dresser and that was pretty much about it maybe a desk but So I'm used to living in one room. I could do that. I can do that. I've done that in multiple apartments before. I barely use the kitchen. I mean, here lately. I don't use the other bedroom. So the only places that I do use is my bedroom and and my bathroom for the most part. Everywhere else is just a luxury. It's all just a luxury, you know, but when you realize, when you get away from it and you realize, oh, I don't need this shit, I don't need, you know, all these luxuries and shit, it would be nice, but see, that's the thing. A lot of people think you have to have this, you have to have that in order to live, and if you can get away with, like I said, paying for groceries, paying for internet, paying for weed, paying for gas, and all that other shit, none of it matters. I hear people a lot of times bitching about how they have to pay for propane living in a van or they have to pay for diesel for their diesel heaters and I think to myself at least you're fucking warm you know even if you had to pay $150 a month just to stay warm and I'm pretty sure it's well, 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 below that. I'm sure you can get probably a quarter of a month, or no, a third of a month, or a half of a month out of one propane tank. So you know, let's see, forty dollars, maybe a little bit more on refueling, but forty dollars, or sixty, or eighty dollars. For cooking and staying warm is nothing compared to paying an electricity bill, a gas bill, water bill. So that's why a lot of people want to know why everybody wants to do van life. It's pretty fucking simple, it's a hell of a lot cheaper. That's why. I've got, I've got baseboard heaters that are electric, and I got to thinking about this when <laughs> I got to talking to a coworker about power outages and shit, if a blizzard were to come through here and knock out the power, I'd be fucked, I would be fucked. All my heaters are electric, my oven, it's electric. So I would have no way, whatsoever, of staying warm. And, I don't know, I mean, I, I, I possibly maybe could, I possibly maybe could still brave it out with just a blanket and wearing some layers. But I don't know, I don't know. It wouldn't be very comfortable. It would be really cold. There's a lot of times though. Here lately I've been leaving my. My heat off. And shit. In the kitchen. Sometimes in the living room. Because I've been trying to keep that. That bat froze out of here. I don't want that bat coming back. So. It's been pretty cold here in the past. In my bedroom, I've been trying to keep it about turned up halfway. Maybe a little bit less to where it's not too cold, not too warm. Like I said, it's the only heater that's turned on in the house, usually. So Whenever we get this cold front that comes through, it's going to be really... to the test. I'm going to crank it all up. I'm going to crank the one up in the living room. I'm going to crank the one up in the bedroom. It's just going to be too cold not to. So, like I said, people say this next Thursday. People say next Monday. I don't know. Anywho. I might maybe make another podcast, maybe, I don't know, I thought about it, still a chance that I won't, but there's still a chance that I will, so, got a little bit more beer to drink, a little bit more weed to smoke, so I probably will, but I don't know how long it's going to be. 58 minutes in, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. So, till the next one, it was real, it was fun, but it hasn't been real fun. Deuces.